everyone. Welcome to Tea with Coco. I am Coco Lake Chanel, coming to you with our first podcast of 2021. If you all follow the blog, you know I took a little break last year to write and illustrate some children's novels, the Little Bell Pup book series. So far, Little Bell Pup has gone to both Paris and New Orleans, and Philadelphia is coming up very soon. So it was a really wonderful endeavor learning how to self-publish on Amazon. All of the proceeds for our books do go to the Four Hadley Foundation to help with congenital diaphragmic hernia and the families that dealing with children that have that, which is what my niece Tilly has. If you guys listen to the podcast that I do with my sister and brother-in-law, life-changing events, you can hear all about their experience. It's a really wonderful and very emotional, but in a a beautiful way, um, discussion about how to deal with trauma and upset and medically unprecedented issues. So if you guys know anyone suffering from that, which in the times of the pandemic, I feel is pretty likely, then I hope you'll check that out. Today, I want to go a different way with looking at the pandemic. I thought with the first podcast that we're doing in the new year, it would be great to reframe all of the very negative feelings that we have associated with the pandemic and look at it more as a pandemic pause and try to find anything that's good that comes out of it. So I hope you guys will take a second, sit back and relax, and I can hopefully bring a little bit of silver lining to this very heavy rain cloud that has been 2020 and 2021. Pandemic pause. Today I'm going to be talking you guys through five positive things that came from this forced pause that has been the pandemic shutdown of 2020 into 2021. Far be it for me to say that this horrific pandemic could produce anything but mire and misery. Just thinking about the death toll, the strain on small businesses, the social injustices that have plagued my heart and mind through this past year. It has been so much for all of us to deal with. And luckily, my immediate family has not been affected by COVID-19 in so much as anyone becoming very uh, riddled with the disease themselves. So we obviously do have some family members that it would be very, very traumatic if they were to contract it. My niece Tilly already on a ventilator and has a trach would obviously have a lot of issues. So extreme precautions have had to be taken and I haven't been able to see my family members in a year, (laughs) a year from next week. I haven't seen them. My mother has been in Germany by herself for most of this lockdown period. Uh, Luckily has a a couple of friends, but are all trying to be very safe just given their age range and all of the issues that accompany that. And so it's been really hard to find anything positive from this. So I thought it might be a productive exercise for me to reframe this personal horror or global horror as a personal pause. You know, one that the entire earth had to take with me. You know, most of the things that used to bring me such comfort before my 
my old sources of joys, I had to abandon, you know, going to the theater, museums, my group gym classes, like yoga and spin, traveling, eating in restaurants. You had to find all new outlets for my mental and, and physical health. So I really focused on the workarounds I've come to have as my new sources of comfort and joy when my old ones were unable uh, to be enjoyed. I think for a lot of people, the mental and physical just breath that comes from doing exercise is a huge component to their everyday mental health and wellness, as well as obviously their physical health and wellness. I definitely was not a gym rat, but I was someone, I have two puppies playing here, so if you hear a little feet paw, uh, paws on the, on the ground, that's what's going on. Um, I, I wasn't a gym rat, but I was someone that went to the gym, I would say five days a week. Now, sometimes that was just to do a yoga class, sometimes I did spin or body pump or boot camp, but really it was about the energy I got from those group classes of, of having an instructor, of having the ritual of, of a place to go and a, a space to do something in was really, really powerful for me. And I had really to come to depend on that. And so when very suddenly all gyms closed and you went from doing something five, six days a week to zero, it is definitely an adjustment. So my first point of a positive pause outcome is what I have lovingly dubbed the chic outdoors. I have always loved to be outdoors. There's something very French or Parisian in my dichotomy between this city girl that loves to wear nice clothes and eat in nice restaurants and this country girl that loves to get dirt underneath her fingernails and get lost in the woods and enjoy the quiet sounds of nature. And I really do like both parts of myself in that. I, it, this juxtaposition I found of having those two components of my personality find a marriage in what I again dubbed the chic outdoors has been really funny. This, this dueling self-identity that I have branded and, and now used as a moniker for this new habit I have found and, and really enjoy. I, I found joy in hiking, running, walking, biking, and have focused on traveling to incredible places to enjoy those. I spent so much of my adult life traveling, but I really hadn't gone in seven years of living in California to places within driving distance. I hadn't been to Yosemite, I hadn't been to Zion, I hadn't been to the Grand Canyon, all within seven hours drive of where I live. I hadn't been to the Redwoods I mean, more than once and it was just for a day. So here was this great opportunity that I could go and visit. I went to Arches National Park, um, you know, just everywhere and find these incredible vistas of magic. It, it was a tonic for the very cloistered nature that we've all existed in in this lockdown, as, as well as, of course, being a refreshment for the soul. 
And I definitely miss my group classes and, and the energy that I got from being there. But I have also found the importance of, of exercising in the outdoors, of just being in the outdoors, that the meditation that springs from being in nature, uh, you know, being alone in nature, because I have had very little time alone given that my husband and I have been in a two-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment. So that's been really great to have that, that time, that solace to, in solitude, um, have that be in a place which is so rejuvenating. And of course, by being alone, I always mean I have my, my two dogs, Belle and Finn, with me. So I, one of the things about being outdoors and, and hiking that I think most people think about is the very kind of rugged athleisure attire. And so to merge those parts of my personality, I've almost created a game within myself of how can I make it the chicest yet most accessible and correct types of clothing and hairstyles and accoutrement for hiking that I can. And it's, it's been a really fun game to merge both of those parts of my personality and see how I can make something that I enjoy to the fullest because it's representing both parts of me. And that's been really, really fun to indulge in. So Zion is where I'm going next with my wonderful friend Constance. We head there in about uh, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. And we're going to be doing the Grand Canyon and uh, then Zion. So stay posted on uh, Instagram because we'll definitely be putting some stuff up so you guys can see all of our adventures. The dogs are coming. There is only one trail that the dogs are allowed on in Zion, but we got a, a tiny house that allows dogs and is air conditioned for them to stay at during the day if we want to do some solo hikes. And the Grand Canyon, where we're going to, actually is very dog friendly. All of the trails on the upper rim of the canyon allow dogs. So we're going to definitely have some fun there. Number two, cooking. Cooking with cocoa. If you guys are followers of the blog, then you know I have always loved to cook and it's been an outlet of my creativity for quite some time. But the prospect of making every single meal for two people for 12 months in a row has really allowed me to experiment in the kitchen. You know, we had a lot of recipes that I felt very confident in and you know, learning a new one or trying a new one was always a gamble. And you know, a lot of times I don't get it right the first time. So it was kind of a, a missed opportunity because I could have made something I know how to do very well. So it, it had been a little bit trepidatious in the past, but now with so, so many opportunities to make a meal because we're having lunch and dinner, neither Charles and I really eat breakfast, so I, I usually leave that one out. But um, having so many meals at home gives you the opportunity to make recipes that take days to complete, you know, for me to get it wrong the first time and, and then try it again the next day. You know, I've created my own mystery box challenge with leftover bits in the fridge and the pantry to make a meal. It has really been a culinary adventure around the world. I've been able to travel with our taste buds to India, Japan, Korea, China, Thailand, Morocco, Germany, Spain, France, and, and all over the United States as well in South America. 
because we haven't been able to actually go there in person, I've kind of taken it upon myself to learn a lot of cuisine outside my cultural comfort zone. I had always loved to eat Indian food or Korean food or Chinese food, but at Thai food, I mean, Moroccan, I, I just, I love food, obviously, but I had very little to zero knowledge on how to create those recipes. With a lot of the Western European recipes, the, the French, the Spanish, the German, I could really know a couple of ground rules and, and work within those flavor profiles, Italian. I mean, again, you, you understand the components that come together. You understand how to use the olive oil against the garlic, against the sharpness of shallot or onion. You understand how to meld those flavors, how to use herbs to create them. You know, I, I won't say master that because that is a very far cry from where I am as an amateur home cook, but I had a, a decent understanding of how to fix things, how to create things. But the flavor profile for especially Asian cuisine was to be <laughs> quite frank uh, and punny, uh, foreign to me. So this was a really amazing opportunity for me to try doing things like making soup dumplings and um, making my chala masala and, and learning how to make pita bread from scratch and, and, and different types of sauces and just really experiment in the kitchen. And it has been such a great adventure to go around the world with our taste buds. And I think we definitely have some new favorites to add into the fold. And that's always exciting. Number three, friendships rekindled. One of the most difficult parts of this pandemic has been for me, the lack of physical interactions. So not being able to visit in any normal way with friends and family is heartbreaking. I mean, going, we weren't able to see any of our family for Christmas because the California um, state guidelines said that no more than two households could merge. And then you know, one person would have had to stay at home, one household, and that's just no good. So uh, that was really difficult. But, you know, I just had my birthday last month and, and not being able to hug my family, my cousin, my friends is is really hard. You know, it's like a hitherto unknown need that has brought the value of the hug or of the handshake or whatever up to a new gold standard. Just the juxtaposition of this for me was what we found rekindled as a result of that. Friendships that had been fading. Now we didn't have any excuse for not get jumping on a phone call together or doing our oh-so-lamentable Zoom calls can somehow be fun. I mean, in an age where we can't head to our favorite brunch spot to spend Sunday afternoon, you know, we can catch up with our virtual friends and time zones and, and you know, distance don't matter because it's the same as if we're down the street from each other. It's the same experience. So speaking with friends that I hadn't caught up with in a while and having virtual birthdays, which is something that just never happened before. Or I have a couple of friends, one in particular, B, who is uh, in Portland, 
Uh, so she's on the same time zone as me and which has a very similar job and we do coffee talks in the morning sometimes you know we're both more morning people so sometimes between you know 7 7 30 or 7 30 and 8 we call and just chat with each other sometimes and and have coffee it just gives the day this whole new bright look because you got to chat with a friend for a little while almost you know like you guys actually got to go to a coffee shop and and have a, a cup of coffee together or you know the you know inverse of that you know cocktail hours at the end of the day we've made a point of doing that and it's just not something that was at the forefront of our mind before even the the weekly family zooms that my husband's family has and, and our family have it, i have speaking to my whole family way more than i did before the pandemic and you're seeing everybody because we're on, you know, well, we were on three different continents, now two different continents. It, that was definitely something that has been a really beautiful. I mean, obviously, I, I wish I could interact with them physically, but it's it's been a really great tradition to start and one I don't think would have ever occurred to us beforehand. So friendships and, and family and just communication rekindled it's been really lovely to have that as a as a silver lining in this pandemic which has torn so many families apart and and kept us from having so many of our very important you know rituals to celebrate together number four speaking of my little pause that you probably just heard on the wood floor here ah puppy love my husband and i absolutely love our dog bell we got very lucky that when i got her or we got her um six years ago almost now uh, my job allowed me to work from home a couple of days a week and i was able to train bell and be very very present for the first year of her life and we had always talked about getting a second dog but my travel schedule for work and my husband going into the office every day just wasn't feasible you really have to be there especially for the first six to eight months but really for the first year of of a dog's life and to to ensure that they're getting the love and attention and and training you need it's just like kids you know if you don't put in the effort at the the beginning then you know adulthood is going to be pretty difficult for you (laughs) and everybody else so the pandemic gave us this really amazing opportunity to make that dream a reality. And we are just so glad to have Finn be part of our family. We, you know, both Charles and I have been home together for nigh on a year now. And we've both been able to be part of the training process. Although house training a puppy is never easy, ever. And there's a couple of moments there where you look at each other and you're just thinking, what have we done? Just literally peed or pooed on everything in our house. Like everything is covered. Like just really bad moments. I'm sure new parents have, uh, human children have a similar look at each other. But Finn is now a very well-trained boy. And we are so glad Belle has a brother to play with. And one of the concerns I had, which seems silly now, but I love Belle so much. I didn't know if I was physically capable of loving another dog that much and your heart just grows and just grows bigger and and you're able to so that is one of the very best things that has happened as a result of this pandemic for us number five 
a reflection of habits. You know, when your entire life is disrupted and you have to completely change the way you work, eat, interact, shop, and drink, (laughs) a lot of previously subconscious habits come really sharply into focus. The coffee shops, happy hours, and even wardrobe updates that consume so much of our previous life just vanish. I have found myself reflecting on what I did before to enrich my soul. One of the things Charles was really good at was finding amazing concerts and shows to surprise me with, from a tribute to Lady Day, Billie Holiday concert, it was incredible, and Hamilton tickets, and Eddie Izzard tickets, and Bob Saget tickets, and Aziz Ansari, and Nick Offerman, and concerts, and he's just incredible at it, and that was a really wonderful way he was able to contribute to, I would say, the romance of our relationship. And it definitely was an enriching part. You know, going to museums together, eating at great restaurants, you know, what can I do now to satiate those outlets unavailable to enjoy during during lockdown? And, and how can I create that for our relationship as well when we're not able to have those those moments of romance and and togetherness so i really looked at what the core things were there you know music or or entertainment um appreciation of those arts and i decided to try to teach myself how to play the guitar thank you uh to musician and uh mom aka tammy very talented family member um, for, for helping me with that. I'm still really, really bad, so don't want anyone to think I've mastered it in a year, but it, it's been a fun outlet for me to have a little bit of that type of, of soul in my life. You know, writing and illustrating the children's books has really made me even appreciate the art that I saw in the museums even more and have more of an understanding of how those works were created and the amount of time and hours and details that go into it. So it's, it's been almost like creating my own gallery and it's, it's been a gorgeous undertaking, you know, testing your master chef skills with, with Charles and, and creating new recipes together that deserve candlelight and jazz and cloth napkins to enjoy together and creating those experiences together. I bought a uh, marble bistro table and French bistro trayers to create my very own Cafe Coco experience in my courtyard. And and I've desperately tried to get Charles to come and sit down here with me as much as possible, but it has been very cold this winter, so I'm hoping as, as spring blooms he'll want to uh, enjoy that with me even more. But most of all, I found that the things that brought me life art, music, food, it can look very different than what I've done in the past, but still be as enriching. So there you have it, my top five silver lining notes on what this pandemic pause has has brought me to consider. You know, my husband and I were very lucky and we were both able to score surplus doses of the vaccine last month and our second dose is set for a little over a week from now. And our family has also been very lucky uh, to be almost completely vaccinated. Many of my family members 
know, our parents and, and, and grandparents um, have been old enough, are doctors, or have health conditions that enable them to receive the vaccine. And this has really enabled us to start planning actual trips to visit each other for the summer months. The CDC just came out with the guidelines for those that have the vaccine, I think it was day before yesterday. And that was really exciting news for all of us as, as we watch the numbers slowly go down in terms of infection rates and the uh, rate of those vaccinated go up. And so as, as you know, we watch those with the foot on the brake, as our governor here in California said, and the restrictions slowly roll back, I think we do see light at the end of this very long and winding road. I, I hope that when we come out of this, we can all take a moment to reflect on what good has come from this very unprecedented pause in our life. And keeping an omnipresent eye on preventing this type of pandemic for the future will become paramount for us because we've all seen the ramifications of not being prepared for this. And while I spent the last 20 minutes talking about some of the good things that did come from it, I think the, the negative far outweighed the benefit in, in this case. And so we can honor everything that's happened the best way possible by learning from those mistakes and ensuring for you know the nieces and nephew that I have on this earth as, as well as my other friends and family that we don't have to deal with this type of crisis again. So I encourage you all to take a pandemic pause and try to reflect on, on some of the good things that's come from this kind of forced self-reckoning period and, and share them with us or share them with your friends and, and to try and ensure this doesn't happen again. I think we can really take a moment and reflect on what we have changed and how we are all different than we were a year ago. I hope you guys found a little bit of light in this podcast and we look forward to being with you guys again. Our next podcast will be coming out I think Monday or no Friday. It's Tuesday. I've again lost all concept of time. Um, Friday and it's going to be dealing with another pandemic related issue which is how to talk to your friends that are in a toxic relationship during a pandemic especially if they're living with them. So I know that's something that we have all, hopefully not, but I think all have had to deal with at one point in our life. And, and obviously the shutdown component of it makes it even more difficult, uh, both with having distance from your loved ones, as well as if you are the person dealing with that type of relationship. So please tune in for that. And les élèves bon temps relais. Everyone have